The epistle to be read today for the Feast of the Holy Family is taken from the epistle of St. Paul to the Colossians chapter 3. Brethren, put ye on as the elect of God, holy and beloved, the bowels of mercy, benignity, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if any one have a complaint against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so you also. But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts. Wherein also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful that let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual canticles, singing in grace in your hearts to God, all whatsoever you do in word or in work, all things do ye in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the Holy Gospel, is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 2. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they going up into Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast and having fulfilled the days when they returned, the child Jesus remained in Jerusalem and his parents knew it not. And they thinking that he was in the company, they came a day's journey and sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And not finding him, they returned into Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his wisdom and his answers, and seeing him they wondered. And his mother said to him, Son, why hast thou done so to us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the word that he spoke unto them, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And his mother kept all these words in her heart, and Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and grace with God and man. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts. Words taken from today's epistle, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear friends, I would like to begin by telling you a true story that was published by a priest of the Mary Knoll Mission Society. The title that he gave to the story was God Never Forgets. The story is about a young woman and a lost ring that was later found. The story began days before Christmas around the year 1952. And what happened was this. A young woman in Vernon, New York, went into a certain store to buy a pair of gloves for her twin brother. Since they wore the same size gloves, she tried several pairs to see if they would fit. Eventually, she chose something else as a Christmas gift and left. Later, she discovered that she had lost her ring. And how much it upset her, for the value of the ring was more sentimental than monetary. Not knowing where she lost it, after some time she gave up her search and eventually forgot all about it. 
One year later, this priest writes, her twin brother went shopping for a pair of gloves. He went into the same store that his sister had visited. He began trying on various pairs. And as he did, he discovered in the finger of one of them his sister's ring. Now today, as I said, my dear friends, is the Feast of the Holy Family. And today we celebrate the family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. The purpose of the feast is to bring to the minds and hearts of Catholic families the example of the Holy Family of Nazareth. The Church does this so that in Catholic families may conduct themselves in such a way so as to imitate the virtues of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Now in today's epistle, St. Paul puts before us the virtues necessary for Catholic people and Catholic families to practice. Put ye on therefore, the apostle writes, put ye on therefore, that is, do this, ye elect of God, holy and beloved, put ye on the heart of mercy, the heart of benignity, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If any have a complaint, he says, against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so you do also. But above all these things, St. Paul says, have charity, which is the bond of perfection. In other words, according to the apostle, how for the love of God ought we to have compassion on others? How kind we ought to be to others. How patient and uncomplaining with the faults and the failings of others. How forgiving of others, holding no grudges against anyone, but forgiving others from our hearts as Christ has forgiven us from his heart. And finally, having charity for others. That is, thinking no evil, speaking no evil, or doing evil against anyone. And if we are required by God to have compassion, patience, forgiveness, and such a charity towards everyone, and this for the love of God, how much more, my dear friends, are we obliged for the love of God to practice these virtues in regard to our own families? The priest who recorded the story of the young woman and the lost ring went on to say how she had completely forgotten about her ring. It was lost, though it was indeed valuable, and yet it was forgotten. But then he says, one great consolation we can have at all times 
is that nothing good we do is ever lost or forgotten as far as God is concerned. In other words, when for the love of God we have compassion on others, we are patient with others, we bear with the faults and the failings of others, we are forgiving of others who hurt us in some way by their words or deeds. When for the love of God we love others for his sake, not thinking or doing evil or saying evil of others, God will never forget this. And sometimes, my dear friends, we need to think about this. For what a consolation it is. And what an encouragement it should be for us to practice such charity, such patience and virtue knowing that God so highly favors our good works, our good works of charity and virtue, that he does not forget them. When it is hard, when it is difficult to be patient, to bear with the faults and failings of another, to be kind and forgiving, especially to our spouse, our parents, our children, our brothers and sisters. How we should call to mind that we must do this for the love of God, confident that he will never forget it. The young woman eventually, as I said, forgot about her valuable ring. It was lost, life went on, and it was forgotten. That is a common thing that human beings do. But our good works, our striving to practice charity and virtue, especially in difficult times, are so valuable to God that he does not forget them, let alone, so to speak, lose them. But rather, as this priest went on to say, they are registered in heaven for all eternity. Our Lord himself said this when he declared, whosoever shall give a drink to one of these little ones, a cup of cold water, he shall not lose his reward. Our patience towards others, our kindness, our forgiveness, and our charity is the cup of cold water for which we will indeed be rewarded. When all is said and done, my dear friends, time is short here for all of us. And we are here for only one purpose. And that one purpose is to love God above all things, 
to love him more than anyone or anything and to love others for his sake. And thus every thought, word, and action of charity on our part will count for eternity. Not one of them will ever be lost or forgotten because charity is the bond of perfection. May we then ever strive to have such charity in our hearts for others, confident that if we persevere in the grace of God, we will not lose our reward. For God never forgets. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.